Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Here for the monthly manga review of Dragon Ball Super Chapter 82 Bardock versus Gas. I am joined almost as always these days by my good friend Ray Sean. Ray Sean, how you doing, man? Feeling good. I was a little tired and coming off work, didn't know how this was gonna go, but I've been having fun for the last few hours. Yeah, we've been hanging, uh, doing a little bit of a pre-show for Patreon. If you want to check that out, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Superdope. Talked about a lot of stuff. And uh, GB hung out with us for uh, about an hour, but he unexpectedly had to jump. And uh, he might be back. There's a chance. So if he does pop in in the middle of the episode, uh, you you know why. So it'll just be me and Rayshon holding it down today for 82. I did a full chapter breakdown based off of the summary released last week. When I released that episode, I did not realize that the chapter was released in a couple of days early. So I released that episode on Thursday, uh, like late morning. And then Friday, the entire chapter dropped and uh, spoilers were pretty accurate, pretty good. So I, I say that as a way to mention, like a lot of my thoughts are going to probably sound similar to what they sounded like last week. If you listen to that, if you haven't strap in, bitch, because I love this chapter. But Rayshon, I wanted to get your uh, initial impressions of the chapter overall. Thumbs up, thumbs down. How'd you feel about it, man? I'll give it a thumbs up. I really, I liked it. Everything that pretty much happened in the chapter. It had things that made you question what, what might happen in future chapters. But this was a pretty good, fun chapter. A big piece of what I loved about this chapter, because this is one of my favorite chapters in a long, long time for Dragon Ball Super but they finally filled in so much of the narrative uh, in regards to what Gas's backstory looks like in regards to like kind of why I, I guess I care. Uh, I had the character of oatmeal come back around and then we finally tie back in this other big chunk of this arc in Bardock and how it will eventually come back around to impact Goku and the finality of this arc. Right? So, so much happened in this one chapter and I was just happy that we got some narrative progression, right? Less uh, yeah. fighting bullshit. And, and we actually, albeit some rushed, crazy, breakneck pace story, I'm just happy that we got it because it makes the last few months sort of worth it. And like it explains the last few months or at least some details of the last few months that kind of make it a little, be a little bit more satisfactory in terms of, of an overall story, right? So we had gotten the drafts, uh, the draft panels of the visuals uh, a few days previous to this uh, full summary that I did last week. Right. And one of the big chunks of that panel uh, series that we got was Goku doing the instant uh, transmission, instantaneous movement, however you refer to it, with gas all throughout different parts of the universe uh, off of planet cereal. And. In those drafts, what I really liked was they went to great lengths to bring Goku to planets, and it works with the narr- within the narrative too, but to bring Goku to planets that he's already been to and like do these quick little cameos because as he uses instantaneous movement, he has to lock on to an energy, an energy signature that he is familiar with, and that's what allows him to warp there and like concentrate his, uh, his ability to go there, right? But we see like the the announcer from universe six seven tournament we see um a planet of these little like squid ish looking creatures that uh goku got directions from like randomly 15 chapters ago that we see for one panel uh we see some stuff with the galactic patrol we also see monica with uh i, I always fuck up saying his name monaka yeah monaka i always say monica monaka 
But then I sound like I'm saying Monica from Friends. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. you. Monaka. We see him. He has some very convenient timing with pouring uh, uh, some cement on gas. So, you know, that's cool. But one thing they didn't show in those panels that I absolutely loved, I want to get your thoughts on it. They teleport into the galactic prison and just fight in front of those prisoners for a minute. And then we, it's revealed some of those prisoners, uh, Sagambo, uh, one of Moro's uh, sort of henchmen from the last arc, and a bunch of his uh, you know, minions. Also, somebody pointed out, too, I noticed it, and I wasn't sure if I was misremembering when this character was from, but it looked like a, a copy of like Magetta from a Universe 6 Tournament of Power team was in like the cell above, I think, Sagambo. Uh, you talking about the um, bear true, or the true. robot? Because I did, yeah, the robot, I did see something that did look a little familiar. Yeah. I think it was. The I, robot. I, wonder, I wonder if it's the same, because it's Jetta's Universe 6, so I wonder if he like... It's probably more than one robot type of character. You know that's I mean? my thought, is that it's not the same character. It's like a, you know, a Universe 7 version of that character or like the same kind of brand robot or whatever. But... I love that they chose to go to the galactic prison and put us in front of all these people. And then I love the payoff where like they all have some backstory on gas and they saw gas as a little baby crying to his big brother who peed his pants. Uh, All of that was like very helpful for me to empathize with gas a little bit more, understand a little bit more of like what motivates him and what keeps him uh, fighting the way he's fighting. Right. It, and it gives us a kind of a timeline and it shows us like, you know, gas wasn't always this strong. There was a, a weaker version of gas that I guess at one point Alec was stronger than. Yeah. Like he wasn't born with like some kind of innate potential. Like he's really had to work for what he's got at his current. I mean, I guess the Dragon Ball wish aside, obviously. Right. But he became a feared muscle of the Hita gang by his own training and you know his own sort of um i, I don't know like inner yeah, motivation be the will to be the um the muscle of the group you know basically yeah but i also like how they hold like the, how they drew this whole scene they kind of gave off that whole prison riot type of feel you got everyone yelling now screaming oh let us out and they got gas basically no i don't need your guys's help and they're like what Ain't you the little motherfucker that was pissing his ass just a few years ago? Yeah. Ain't that you, motherfucker? Like, I just like the whole vibes. And then you got Goku goofing around. And then you you kind of start telling just by how Goku's dialogue is, is that he's just trying to prolong what's going on. He's not really trying to, like, solve the situation. And, I mean, he even said it, I think, in one part of the chapter. He was like, I'm not really strong enough to beat you right now. So, like. We basically gonna have to see who's better at this technique. <laughs> yeah, he's just buying time. So like when Monaka dumps the cement on him, he's like, "Yeah, go f- feel free, jump in the river and wash off. Then we can fight." It's like Goku's just stalling, dude. And when all of these guys start talking shit to him in the galactic prison, Goku's like, "Oh man, just amping it up. Like, you, you peed your pants. That's no good, man. Don't do that." And like. Vegeta goes on to eventually spell it out for us in one real quick panel, like in transition. It warps back to Planet Serial. Vegeta realizes what Goku's doing, and he's like, he's just warping him around to all these planets to buy us some time. That's all he's doing. He doesn't have a plan to beat him. And I'm like, ooh, 
Vegeta pointing out what Goku's currently doing. And I think it's for a reason. I hope it's for a reason. One thing else I'll say, I didn't realize Vegeta was that hurt, though. I didn't realize he was in that much damage. For some reason, I just forgot he was in that much damage. I feel like him throwing his power to Goku, I just felt like he was like somewhat back or something. But when they came back and he's like struggling to stand up and really got me is when um the two other um brothers and sisters of the um the heater group, they were like they could take Vegeta. Like they didn't have no fear. Elec was basically all right. But when Goku came back, he's like, oh, y'all have no chance. So that just showed you how major power he's like, how drained Vegeta is. Yeah, well, you got to think about this, man. Vegeta's ultra ego form, like, he literally tells Granola, like, keep going. Keep punching me in the face. The more you punch me in the face, the more powerful I become. Like, it's un untethered rage or some shit. Not untethered rage, that's funny, but bound i can't trying to remember the exact phrase he used i believe it's the word boundless in there boundless the more he gets the shit kicked out of him the more power he has the access ability to access is is basically how i took it so he just took that kind of beating then post that beating he gets like frozen in place under some kind of magical spell that gas does to, to freeze him and goku vegeta still manages to be able to move himself to enough to blast the remainder of his useful energy to Goku so that way he can escape and go fight gas because he's like the only, you know, kind of option or, or hope that they have left to survive this thing, right? So he's gone through the biggest of ass whoopings. He had some magical spell cement that he had to break out of. And then he gave the last of his energy to Goku. Like, I'm not surprised that he's this fucked up at all. I just, <laughs> they just, I just, I didn't realize he was in that much damage until they came back. And they were like, yeah, we can beat his ass. I was like, damn. Yeah, they were ready. Uh, and, you know, Oil and Maki alluding to the fact that they have instincts that they can unleash as well. And like they, mm-hmm. they, they go to grip their bone things. So even if we don't see that happen within this arc, I think, I think there's a chance we might. I don't know if we will. Even if we don't, I'm sure it's only a matter of time until Super Dragon Ball <laughs> does it for us and we see those variations of what they look like uh powered up in their transformation i wonder how far that jumps them up like is that like what the regular power level is do they go from like that to like super saiyan god level or some shit because like it must be something decent i don't know um I i said it last week like knowing that they can do the instinct stuff is cool now because i think a lot of people were expecting like a three on one to sort of round out the arc, like granola, Goku, Vegeta working together to defeat gas. And under those circumstances, I could see how they could write in a way to win for them. But now it's like Goku is, you know, doing everything he can to basically just buy them time. He can't fight them. Really? He's just hopping them around to all these places. Vegeta has got the absolute shit kicked out of him. And now we know that Elec, Oil, and Maki are all probably capable fighters with this huge power-up that they're just holding on to in their back pocket. They could use it any time. So that whole three-on-one scenario is kind of out the window, considering that there's three Hitas there who have a transformation. Maybe they can't defeat Goku. Maybe they can't defeat Vegeta, but they're not going to let those three gang up. We don't know what their abilities are either. Yeah, we don't. I, I don't know if they have any kind of difference. Like, um, like Gas has his energy uh, weapon, you know, kind of stuff. He's got some magic, apparently, you know. Uh, they could have very similar stuff, or they could have their own unique set of powers. Who knows? 
I'm kind of getting like a theory on how I think the arc might end, but I feel like they're giving us two different kind of ways it could end. Because you got Granola getting healed, but then you also got Goku kind of going back and learning whatever Bardock did. But then it was a statement that um, Whis made. He was like, you basically like to um, complete his training, I guess, for Ultra Instinct. He need to figure out like who he truly is. We're going to get there. Don't worry about a thing. Pieces pants. Anyway, Galactic Prison. I can't wait till that shit's an option to fight uh, somebody in or in front of in a video game. Does that thought make sense? It makes sense to me. Street Fighter vibes. He eventually teleports him to Whis, right? So I want to stop and point this out because I saw a lot of people ask it and I don't think it crossed my mind. And I think I've got a reason why it didn't cross my mind and why it probably shouldn't cross yours anymore. Uh, he teleports gas to Weiss, right? A lot of people were not happy with this reading the summary. They were like, oh man, that's weak. What do you mean? He just brings him to Weiss. This is such bad writing, but he brings him to Weiss. Weiss is on like a pretty close by planet with the Oracle fish eating some dessert, uh, ice cream sundae shit on top of dinosaurs, of course. And Goku drops gas off in front of Weiss. He's like, Hey, what's up, man? Can you take care of this for me for a minute? And he just teleports away. And as expected, Weiss is not going to fight this dude. Weiss does not give pretty much any of a shit about this guy. He's got no idea what's going on, really. And uh, he's like, hey, what's up? Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, you're going to go that way. Goku just went back to playing his cereal. That's the direction. And he can't use his instantaneous movement well enough to be able to track on, lock onto it, and teleport there. So, Yeah, because of the distance. Yeah, so he's got no other option but to fly across uh, all that time and space, right? And I want to talk about that again, too, in a moment. But the Oracle Fish, a lot of people ask about the Oracle Fish. And at the beginning of this art, the Oracle Fish predicts that Goku, or this, I shouldn't say Goku, but the, the strongest mortal in the universe will soon reveal himself. And then Gas shows up in front of him, and the Oracle Fish says, who the fuck is that? to Whis after he leaves. So the idea that the Oracle fish didn't know who gas was seemed to bother some people. Right. So I look at it two ways. Right. And I think either one kind of covers for the other. So take this with a, a grain of bath salts, as we alluded to in the Patreon. I think when the Oracle fish made that prediction, he was definitely referring to granola, not to gas. Granola. Granola made his appearance. The Oracle Fish's prophecy came true. You also remember, though, that the uh, Oracle Fish did not know who that person would be. So even though the Oracle Fish has like that prophecy, it doesn't necessarily mean that the Oracle Fish has all the details of who, where, what that person's going to be, or what or they're going to be capable of, or when even, you know? So when he made that prophecy at the beginning of the arc, I do not believe he was referring to gas. When he sees gas, he's like in the middle of ice cream mode, man. Like he doesn't give a shit. Even if he did know who he was, he wasn't remembering him in that moment. And I truly don't think he would have had the capacity to know. If you think about things like um, when Beerus was bothering him about the Super Saiyan God stuff, like he didn't know specifics on it. He just kind of had a vision, right? So I, I don't know. I, I don't think the Oracle Fish is as all-knowing as people kind of make him out to be. <laughs> so I just wanted to address that real quick. And then the second part of it is gas can't, as we said, he can't use instantaneous movement to get back to planet cereal and he has to fly and he flies at a breakneck speed back toward the planet. We planted 
a quick little communicator thing on Goku that he then communicates that uh, news to him and says, hey, he's coming back at breakneck speed, right? So the reason I pointed out, big condition of Granola getting his power up from these Dragon Balls at the beginning of the arc was it condensed his remaining 150 years down into three years time. So we've yet to hear of any repercussions of gases of gases wish to become the strongest, but I have to assume that similar sort of uh, factors are going to play uh, into gases remaining time lifespan, whatever, as he's burning through his power to get back to the planet cereal, whether or not he knows that, I don't know. I, I wonder if Alec knows that and he just doesn't give a fuck. But either way, he's burning up a good amount of his remaining power to get back to the planet. And if that lifespan thing is, in fact, in play for him, when he gets back to planet Serial, man, he's going to be like on the last of his time. Like he's not going to have much time left to do anything. Any thoughts on that? Or am I just kind of sticking to some old shit that probably isn't going to come back into play? I don't remember exactly when they were um, saying that uh, powering up decreased their lifespan. Cause I remember granola was powering up, but I don't know if that was decreasing his lifespan. It might've been, I just don't remember exactly. They never say but it one, one way or another. But one thing I will say about like the Oracle fish and the thing about him making that prediction is we don't know exactly when the most powerful person is going to predict themselves. Because right now, what we can say right now, it's kind of like a race. Everybody is kind of racing to become that because you still have granola still getting. But my prediction for the end, oh, I guess I'll say that at the end of this, but we basically don't know who is the strongest right now. Because, I mean, we still have Goku in a position where he can still get stronger and probably surpass um, gas. Because, I mean... We all know what. What are you talking the- about, dude? No way. Gas is the strongest right now. He had the wishes. That's how the wish is made. The only other person who might be stronger than gas secretly that it's like a little plot twist is his brother. Yes, like- but I mean, we still have this whole this whole arc of um, guy, um, Goku and Vegeta training to unlock their full potentials in their forms. I feel like they want to gave us this whole hint of like Goku having to master his full self if he's not going to get some higher version of ultra instinct or be able to unlock it in a higher version. So So that's what I'm. You just answered what I was going to ask you next. Right. So the next scene, we get back to earth. Uh, Oatmeal picks them up by the uh, oatmeal thoughts on oatmeal. Yay. Nay. What do you think? I love him. Oatmeal kicks ass. What do you think? I fucks for oatmeal. He he gave it off the Jarvis. Are you going to fucking make it? Are you going to make it sleepy? I don't know. What's good. It's like something like in my throat, but I'm just saying that I feel like what's his name. It's giving off some strong Jarvis vibes. I think he gave off Jarvis vibes before. Now that he's got a robot body, I think it's giving off Giru vibes of like Dragon Ball GT. But they basically just gave that eyepiece fucking four limbs and a little like toad hat. Toad from Mario. Um, flying car. Very sick. Oh, shit. Look who came back to the show is GB. What's up, hey. man? Uh, GB, welcome back, man. We were just asking each other about Oatmeal with his cool little robot body and his cool little robot hat. Any thoughts? Uh, Star Wars, and uh, I love it. I love every second of it. Yeah, he looks like one of the little BD droids. You're right. 
Good call. You don't know what a BD droid is. Look it up. It, uh, you see them in the Mandalorian working in uh, Pelly's garage. I think that's her name. Pelly's garage or whatever. I got a question real quick. Then oh, was Oatmeal the spaceship? Then he was the robot? Because I thought he was like transferring from like technology. Or is, was he the if robot you, driving the spaceship? If you look at the design, his body is the eyepiece that Granola has on his brain, like on his face. But there's just legs and arms coming out of it now and a little hat on top and yeah he was driving the spaceship but i guess from like a computer perspective not like with his arms and legs because those little things don't look very useful although he was using them for the flying car so maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm passing judgment too quickly i don't know either way he picks them up in a flying car and then we get back to what you just referenced a few minutes ago rayshawn with Whis and goku having this conversation Weiss gives him the heads up. Granola's on the way, uh, excuse me, gas is on the way back to Planet Serial. And he asks him, has your training borne any fruit? And Goku's like, uh, you know, I just can't get it down right. I don't know what to do, man. And Weiss says, I told you it's up to you to discover your own unique version of Ultra Instinct. So I'm of the opinion that if they know I were to retcon them being savages. I don't know what you mean by that, but I'm of the opinion that if this arc were to end next month, right? For me, the most satisfying way for this to end would be Granola gets the win, ultimately defeats Gas, but probably dies in the process. Goku walks away uh, wanting to learn more about being a Saiyan or more about his family lineage or something like that after what the audio stuff that we'll talk about in a minute. And Vegeta... Uh, having just embraced, you know, this new form and his ultra ego and having like, you know, kind of had Granola be a conduit to his revenge against people who did him wrong in the past and ruined his life and then used him as a, a tool and a plot for so many years. I'm kind of satisfied with all three endings for those three characters and we can go forward to the next arc. Right. But a lot of people think that this, there's no way this arc does not end with Goku getting the win. And getting it because of a, a new Ultra Instinct transformation. If it's to be unique to Goku, what does that look like? Is it like something overly calm or like, I mean, the calm heart, calm mind thing is already kind of there in Ultra Instinct. But I am sort of wondering if they are to lean into it being unique or whatever. And a big part of Goku's uh, final piece of this arc is learning about or remembering his parents. There's almost no way that it's not some kind of Saiyan specific uh, spin. That's a lot of S's on Ultra Instinct. So is it like a a Super Saiyan Ultra Instinct? Is it a Super Saiyan God Ultra Instinct? And then he's like a true God using a God form and a God form two God forms stacked or something. Uh, what do you guys think in terms of uh, a unique Ultra Instinct, what that might look like for Goku? Do you think it's going to happen first? And then what do you think it might look like? GB, start with you. Well, I'm kind of thinking back to when how Goku was kind of using his, like, you know, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, or more of, I guess, Super Saiyan God or Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue. Um, and how he was trying to say, yeah, I was using, uh, I'm trying to use Ultra Instinct while in this form. Part of me thinks, and this is weird, 
because uh, I was randomly scrolling, scrolling through Instagram and I saw like this random little funny Dragon Ball edit. And it was like early signs of Goku uh, having Ultra Instinct. And it was like Chi Chi was going to give him a hug when Goku was going to take Gohan camping and he dodges. Yeah. And um, it, it kind of like I just thought that was funny, but it kind of spurred an idea. And it's just like, what if he's not really supposed to use it with any transformation? What if well, it's just supposed to be like natural, like how the angels sort of do it? Well, if that's the case, then he's already done that several times. Which, yeah, but it's just now we need to figure Goku needs to figure out in a sense of what exactly did he do? Like, I mean, yeah, he absorbed like a spirit bomb's power, right? That had everyone's power. And then apparently he got Ultra Instinct. At least that's the anime canon. Yeah, the I mean, the idea was the spirit bomb gets bounced back at him within the explosion of the spirit bomb in order to survive, survive. He tapped into Ultra Instinct and that's what pushed him into that transformation. Right. So maybe he just has to maybe the whole thing is just him having to realize this is a dire situation instead of looking at it as like, oh, this is a guy I can just spar with and then maybe turn good with, you know, like, no, maybe it's more of a just dire situation. And now he can tap in and be like, okay, now that I know this, I have to think of a fight instead of like, oh, this is just sparring. It's I can die. Well, I think another aspect they could draw into what this. Um, I got a good prediction. I think it is. Oh, do you go for it? I think what Weiss is trying to get him to do is to combine rage and calmness, because I think people get the thing to think rage also has to mean violent, which I don't think so. I think he needs to be able to combine the Super Saiyan form with the um, with the Ultra Instinct, and I feel like. Listening to Bardock is, I feel like he's going to be able to listen to a Saiyan who probably comes off as a savage, but also is like, has peace and is, that doesn't detour his thoughts. So I feel like that's what's going to, he has to do. He has to be able, because one thing, like even with the spirit bomb, like he can't produce that in his super Saiyan form because of rage, because it has too much rage in that form. So I feel like he has to get to a point where he's able to, take the rage and be able to still be calm. If you get yeah. what I'm saying. No, I do. I think the way that they'll kind of marry those two concepts together, because I, I think it'll be like a Super Saiyan Ultra Instinct sort of marry, whatever the form it takes. I don't know if it's Super Saiyan God, because like they've, they've referenced it earlier in this arc. Like, oh, he's using touches of Ultra Instinct in a Super Saiyan form. And it's like, yo, they stack. But like, it's got to be some kind of perfected version of those two, right? But so much of what Ultra Instinct revolves around is the idea of the autonomous movement, you know, and dodging things naturally and not thinking about it. And so much of what Bardock is about to both Goku and Granola is just them getting to a safe place to survive, right? So it's kind of like they're paralleling each other. Like uh, one is just a defensive thing in a battle. One is just a, a defensive thing within like a, a shitty life situation, like get away to survive, right? So I feel like Bardock being a, like you said, like a real ruthless Saiyan, but also somebody who, um, I don't know if it's important to Goku is the right word, but 
Goku does have like some lineage with and this moment that he remembers his dad's voice when he says basically the same thing uh, on that audio recording. I think that's kind of the perfect excuse to be like, Goku's like, yeah, that's right. I'm a Saiyan. And uh, yeah, I will survive. I do survive. And like, he does have, I don't know, some kind of like swell of Saiyan pride within him that also, you know, still allows him to use ultra instinct, but like at a more, I don't know. Stay alive is important. Like he keeps telling them to stay alive. I think that's like that just shows like he's not all. They're not all about killing people. You know what I mean? They do care about life. They do care about that shit. You know what I mean? Nah. I mean, let's not go too crazy here. The Saiyans are still the Saiyans. I mean, they can wreck. That's one thing I can say. They might wreck kind the Saiyans being savages. No, they're not. Never know. Rayshon, Rayshon, you're saying some crazy, you're, you're doing some crazy shit today. Bardock's, and this is one of the things that I don't even mind that much. I mean, I guess like, I kind of had a problem with it in the narrative, but, but like, you, I mean, we got to figure out, I mean, Bardock somehow wins this situation. Hey, what's up? Can you tell that I'm getting a little annoyed with Rayshon in the previous clip? Because he cut me off and he's saying some wild stuff. Certainly not indicative of things to come in the second half of this episode. But honestly, like, it just kind of broke the flow a little bit. So I'm here to tell you, I got to do an ad read. That's right. I'm an affiliate of Libsyn. Libsyn is what I use to distribute this podcast and I've been using since the start. And honestly, I don't think if I, I think if I didn't use Libsyn, I don't know if this podcast would have reached your ears. So credit to Libsyn. If you want to get into podcasting and have an excuse to yell at your friends about Japanese comic books, check out the promo code in this episode show notes to get up to two months free hosting with Libsyn. Really good stats. They help you launch the podcast or, you know, I can help you launch that too. If you uh, look at a hire a freelancer, uh, bring your podcast to life. Check out the show notes for the Libsyn promo code and start podcasting today. And you know what? Maybe you won't check the show notes, but that promo code. It's my name, Kyle, K-Y-L-E, Lipson.com. Go get two months free using my promo code, Kyle. Now let's see what me and Rayshon fight about next. Oatmeal in his dope-ass flying car. Going to bring back Manito, Vegeta, and Goku, who uh, just managed to teleport back to the planet. The Cerulean's decide to fuck off now that Goku has come back to the planet. They can no longer defend themselves. Uh, they were thinking about jumping Vegeta like we talked about, but now that Goku's back, they're like, we don't stand a chance. Uh, we're going to have to wait for gas to get back. So they bring Goku back to Manito's house, and that's what Manito shares with him, the broken scouter that belonged to Bardock. And uh, <laughs> there's a cool little moment in there that couldn't really get in the summary, but the visuals were just so beautiful. So there's this moment where Manito hands the scouter to Goku. Goku looks at it. And for a moment, I'm like, oh, man, is Goku about to put on his dad's scouter? How fucking cool would that be to see? And it doesn't happen. And Vegeta takes the scouter and he puts it on to check for the audio data. And I'm like, how cool is that to see still? Vegeta with a scouter on is something that we have not seen in a very long time. And sure enough, I saw a bunch of memes about it this week, but wanted to stop and appreciate that moment. Very cool. They teased me. 
I thought Goku was going to wear it. I'm glad he didn't. And I'm very glad that Vegeta did. So they all, you know, we just kind of talked about what this audio basically says, you know, survive. And this prompts Goku to remember. And he has that little, and the way it's drawn, man, I think people think that he's about to like trigger into a new form at the first page of the next time we see Goku. I don't think that's it. I think that image was just meant to convey like genuine shock. Um, I don't think it's indicative of a form coming on after hearing that audio. Maybe he gets back to the field. He remembers it again and it triggers a form, but I don't think that's a form uh, that we're about to see happen. Right? So the audio happens and it triggers the flashback that I thought the whole chapter was going to be about. This is one thing this chapter did really well. They wasted no time just throwing you into the action. And by the time you get to these last few pages, you turn it and it's, there's the title page, chapter 82, Bardock versus gas. And I'm like, holy shit. I've been so enthralled in this chapter this month that I didn't even realize they skipped the title page and they use it as a way to segue back into this flashback. So one thing I want to point out about this flashback is, you know, the story or the, the question on everyone's mind is now like, how does Bardock defeat gas? Because throughout this piece of the flashback, Bardock's doing okay with like repelling gas away from him, but doesn't really seem to be inflicting any damage. Gas does seem a little, maybe not concerned, but he definitely points out, he's like, hmm, we thought that these were all super low class Saiyans, but this guy seems to be okay. But still largely unbothered by Bardock. Um, so that's the question. Like, how is Bardock going to be able to save Bonito and Granola from gas and whatever is recorded on that audio track, will it be enough to help Goku, Vegeta and the gang figure out how to defeat gas? So uh, how does Bardock ultimately win? Do we think, I think a lot of people think he's going to get a transformation like a super Saiyan or like a false super Saiyan thing. And uh, I certainly fucking hope not. Uh, Rayshon, what do you think? How is Bardock ultimately uh, defeat quote unquote gas? I don't think it's going to be a transformation, but I will say um, his gas and the the gas and Bardock fight is really giving off Frieza and Goku vibes, but that might be just me. What makes you say that? Because you basically have Frieza was doing the same thing with Goku, basically saying the same things. I don't think um, Gas is in his most, he's not using his full power. So you basically have Frieza basically taking Goku's attacks and basically saying, oh, this is one of the strongest Saiyans I've ever faced before. I've met a very misjudged him and shit. So you have Gas basically doing the same thing. And then you basically have them both going against powers that are way stronger than them. And they basically have to figure out a way to beat them. So they're both at that same type of situation where they need something else. But yeah. I mean, if that's the comparison you want to draw the next logical step, how does gasp? How does uh, Goku beat Frieza? He gets a transformation. But I don't think he's, I don't think transformate. I mean, it could, I mean, he could get a transformation because I mean, Dragon Ball does do a lot of, Goku jumps into a new form, but he can only does that once. But, I mean, I guess they only did it with the Ultra Instinct. I think they did it with the Saiyan form, too, because I think he had to learn how to control that to keep staying into the Saiyan form. So, I mean, he could jump into it, and that's the reason why he wasn't able to do it again when he went against Frieza, because it was just a one-time moment thing. But I just don't think it 
if if they're still going with that storyline, that's what happened. What I think happens was something he kind of said in the story. I think he probably puts him in a technique that traps him and Alex saves him. And that's basically, I feel like that's going to like contribute to the whole why he gets stronger for the group and stuff. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, GB, what do you think? Um, side note, just I thought it was really cool also that uh, Goku almost put on the, the scouter. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I wish he did, but also I'm glad he didn't because I already have enough Bardock Goku parallels going on. I just want to see Vegeta in a scouter again, you know? Yeah, but um, I'm sorry. The question I kind of just forgot. Do you? For how do you? How do you think Bardock is going to defeat Gas, quote unquote? Because I don't think he necessarily is going to defeat him. That's why I keep saying it like that. But how yeah. do you think their battle is going to conclude? I feel like something's gonna happen where it cuts in between sort of Bardock and Gas. Whereas like Gas maybe got trapped by something. Yeah, I feel like maybe Bardock just takes the opportunity to do like a final blast or something that pushes Gas into whatever it is and you know, kind of just leaves it at that and then it's like, okay, well, that's gonna keep him busy. I can get out of here and get uh Manito to safety. I like the idea of him getting trapped, right? Because he's not so powerful. I mean, I don't know. This is just me assuming, I guess. But what if he is not so powerful that he's like still susceptible to like getting buried by like a mountain or something like that, and he can't, uh, you know, get himself out from under it? And that's I mean, when he did urinate himself. He did. I mean, that's kind of a way that I'm, I'm, you know, measuring it, like. Before he fights Bardock, several years before, he meets those guys in the galactic prison and they make fun of him and say he's weak and he cries and pees his pants to his, uh, you know, cries to Alec, uh, big brother saved me. So if Bardock does manage to trap gas and like make him a non-threat and escape and let Manito and Granola escape, that gives Alec the opportunity to come in and rescue gas and and earn his uh never-ending loyalty or something like that was his uh, instinct unleashed i don't know if he was like did he unleash his instinct no he's he's still a little gas when uh the end of this chapter i don't know if he will unleash uh, maybe he does unleash his uh his instinct i, don't know if that, I think I don't know if that what makes him big i think Benito says that too he's like oh that's the same monster that bardock fought all those years ago when he sees his transformed state i believe uh, a couple of chapters back. But then Manito say he didn't beat him though? No, no, no. Manito says he Manito says he doesn't know how he beat him because Manito basically blacked out. And that could be like if he gets buried under a mountain or something in his fight with Bardock, that could be a reason why Manito blacks out too and doesn't understand what happened. I like the idea of Bardock basically stalling for time. Like he doesn't actually outright defeat gas, but he manages to stall him. Because it parallels exactly what Goku did in this chapter. And like, I guess most of or the end of the last chapter, too. Just kind of teleporting gas around to buy time for people to get their plan together to, you know, fight back or defeat him or whatever. In the case of Bardock, Granola, and Manito, it's like, how does that, how does the end of that look? Does Bardock leave thinking he killed gas, but gas didn't die. And Bardock goes back to planet Vegeta and dies a few days later or, or what? Like, I don't know. 
I'm curious to see. I, I, I think ultimately whatever Bardock does end up doing is ultimately just stalling for time. Um, and you know what else we forgot about? What if Frieza is the reason why Bardock wins? I can't, I can't see how that would happen. That could be I can't see how that would ever something happen. Interesting. You got some wild shit today. Yeah, I mean, we still have dates. We still have not explained the reason why they don't like Frieza. Who does like Frieza? Can you tell me one person who does? But why? When, I mean, if Frieza hasn't done anything to you, specifically, he has. Yeah. He's like they're fucking higher up, man. They want to overthrow the emperor so they can be the emperors. Also, Frieza's a dick. But I mean, that's not a good reason to just be like, we hate him. I feel like he had to do something that. He's like the evilest, most space lordiest fuck in the goddamn universe. What kind of drugs are you on today, Rishon? Why are you so cool with Frieza? No, I'm just saying, like, I mean, bears destroy planets and shit, but people don't just outrightly hate bears. He's a god different. I, I just don't think you would outrightly just hate Frieza for no reason. I bet you Especially a lot of people do. do. If he didn't do anything to you. Even if he didn't do anything to me directly, the fact that I have knowledge that he's gone on to ex- exterminate like thousands and thousands of planets and turn around and sell them at a profit makes me want to hate him. So I don't know. I just feel like that's how Dragon Ball Z works. Like Hitler didn't ever did anything to me personally, but I still feel like I'd probably hate him if we were around at the same time. You know what I mean? But what if you actually sat down with Hitler and he talked to you and you actually were like, oh shit, this kind of makes sense. You know what I'd I mean? Like, oh shit. Yeah. He's got some point about these Jews. Wow. Are you fucking crazy, Rayshon? Think about some of the no, shit I'm coming just, out of your mouth. I'm, I don't know if I'm saying anything crazy. I'm just, I just feel like you, you got to always give people that benefit of a doubt. So I, no, some people do not deserve the benefit of the doubt, and they repeatedly go out of their way to prove as to why they do not. But how do you actually learn someone's story, like the reason why they're doing something? Hey, Frieza, what's them- the reason you've exterminated trillions of fucking life forms to sell off the planets at a profit? Because I do hate I, monkeys. Do I really have to fucking afford him the benefit of that conversation? Or can I just skip right to hating him? I mean, you can, but. I, 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 but you think depends. I'm crazy for it? I never said you were crazy. You're the one that's making it making it seem like I'm crazy. I just you feel are. like everyone has a different. Um, opinion on how to like handle different situations. I would want to know. I would want to know. It's not like we're talking about somebody accidentally like taking my parking space and there's a minor disagreement on the usage of the space. Like this person literally kills, murders people for a profit. I don't think he needs for you. I don't think in order for you to earn his hatred, he needs to come to your planet and exterminate you and your race and the rest of your planet and sell it to another race. Like, but then that, that don't, that we've never heard Frieza just goes around and just start blowing up all the planets. He doesn't he have does to this for a He's, reason. He doesn't have to. He's got a fucking Frieza force to go do it for him. That's how evil that motherfucker is. I can't believe we're still having this conversation right now. All right, we can, we can Any, what do you, what else you got? I ain't got nothing else, man. Did I make you sad? You didn't make me sad. I just understand, you know. What do you understand? I just feel like, you know, if somebody went and shot up the school, right? I would want to know why. What was their reasoning for it? So I have like, but listen to what I'm saying. Everyone has a reason to do something. Like, Does the I reasoning know, change the fact that they're not a good I, person? It doesn't, but it makes you understand, like, 
okay, if we wanted to prevent this, then we can like, okay, we can kind of do this or this and this. But I feel like I would want to know. I don't know, GB. Am I am I am I just saying some crazy shit right now? Or I, I, I mean, know. honestly, I could I guess I can understand because I mean, from what I guess Rayshawn is saying, it's just like, why does Frieza do this? You know, like what makes everyone hate him? I mean, of course, yes, besides like blowing up the planets and such which that's more than enough reason to do so. But something to remember as well is that he comes from a lineage. And part of that lineage is uh, his father, which I forget his name. King Cold. King Cold. King Cold. I I don't know if he was the one that necessarily started off, but it seems like that, that they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So... It could be something that more King Cold did, and then now Frieza just gets the hate for it. I mean, I I feel like I'm hanging out with two potential school shooters now. But what if it what if it's what if we just looking at his goal, but we're looking at it from what if Frieza goal is like to be the strongest in the universe? It's same not. as Goku. But look, I mean, just listen, they're we're just looking at it from two different point of views, from two, two different ways they're going about it. Because I mean, at the end, of what Frieza is trying to become what the the ruler, the basically the 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 ruler of that universe. He's not trying, man. Up until Goku came, Frieza was that dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's just it's 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 the same goal, but gone in two different ways. No, one's not done for the sake of betterment. One's just done for the uh, the accumulation of power. Those are two di- power in a different connotation than like a power level. I mean, power in like political money, whatever. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they trying to what? To be the strongest, power. right? The strongest in two and different ways. In two That's what I've been different saying. ways. Is, GB, is that what I just said? No, yeah. you just equated them to be the same thing. I equated their goals to be in the same thing, to be in the, the strongest he in the universe. Say, but they're not. The word strongest, I guess you can apply to either one of their goals, but they have two completely different connotations, dude. I think I get what y'all are saying. So strongest for Frieza is not what Goku is doing when he says he wants to be the strongest in the universe. Frieza's not doing it to be like, I want to be the only one who's going to be able to win a fucking martial arts tournament and be able to win a sparring match. Frieza's doing it because he wants to. Like, he just wants that power. He's a fucking straight up villain, man. Like, he's not doing it for the betterment of himself. He's doing it for the accumulation of wealth. And Goku is the exact opposite of that. So to ever try to say that they're on the same path or have the same goals, dude, like, what are we watching the same show? Did I get you? Did I stop you in your tracks with that one? I'm sorry. I think Rayshon was no. trying to say that they are both looking for power, right? But in two different senses. Now, granted, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I I'm think taking he was crazy to, pills right now. I think he was trying to say that, but I think maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just not, it wasn't like, maybe the words that he was saying wasn't connecting to you fully. Or the examples that he gave, because I, yeah, I'm, not, I think feel like we've been saying the same thing, so I, I'll, I don't know. But yeah, that's basically what the argument is that they they are going for power, but it's just two definitions of power. You know, Frieza and wants I mean, power. They both in, go about it almost the same way. 
in a sense, you could no, almost say so. And oh my God. what I mean by that, and maybe oh, Rachel, how don't maybe, they? How don't they? One of the motherfuckers goes around and kills planets and has like an army of people. Goku goes and hangs out with the gods and does some karate fucking chops in the air for 10 months at a time. What do you mean they go about things the same way? I we need to move for we need to move on from this because I I don't think I don't think we're I, I don't think you guys hear what you're saying. That's the only way that I can describe this conversation from my end. Uh any Bardock predictions then. I think he's gonna bury him in the mountain and run away. Anybody Super Saiyan something or other? Anything? I don't think he's gonna go Super Saiyan. I think they kind of retconned that a while back. Um so at least with the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. But um, I think if anything, if at all, I, I, I think I agree with what you say, though. I think that he's just going to, there's going to be some type of trap. Bardock's going to get him in there. Gas is temporary out of service. And then Bardock leaves, takes Manito and uh, young Granola somewhere else. Word. I agree. That's pretty much the end of this chapter. 83 next month. I don't know, man. A couple months ago, I was under the impression this shit would wrap by April. And it still could. Given all the narrative they pushed into chapter 82 and how much ground was covered among a, a several different storylines. It wouldn't shock me if like the beginning of chapter 83, we get the flashback, comes out of the flashback, and we go back to present day. And it's like five hours later, gas finally arrives back at Planet Serial. Granola and Vegeta are all healed from Minito somehow or mostly healed. And the, you know, the fight, the final fight happens. Like it wouldn't shock me if it wrapped within the next month or two months. Also with how much shit they just gave us, they, they could go on this arc for several more months. now if they wanted, they just have to do a better job at pacing actual pieces of the narrative and the story that kind of push the interests, uh, they have to parse that shit out better. They can't just give us three or four chapters in a row, super limited narrative. And it's mostly just Goku dodging energy axes, like legitimately felt like they took the fucking winner off. And, uh, it, it, what makes those chapters more frustrating to me now in retrospect is a good chapter like this happens. And it's like, why couldn't you have taken some of these ideas strung them together a little bit earlier for a more cohesive kind of thing, a more enjoyable arc overall. You can do it. You can write a story when you fucking choose to do it. Toya fuckface, Toriyama. That could be either Toriyama or Toyotaro, huh? Toya fuckface. Maybe that's my new name for the two of them combined. Toya fuckface. You guys can write decent stories when you want to. Just doesn't seem like you're very interested in doing it. So I don't know. We'll see how this rest of this thing wraps up. Uh, Rayshawn, what do you got going on in your world, man? You making podcasts? You just wrapped up uh, season one of, of the Rayshawn Gatson anime podcast, correct? Yep. Moving on to season two. Should be out within probably another two weeks. Got a special guest coming out this week, so stay tuned. Nice. Yeah, we got uh, talking with somebody. Um, that's all we'll say for now. But any other things you want to hint toward for season two of our gap? There's going to be a lot more... Baruto conversations. We're going to be talking about Baruto because I really want to. And I feel like I was kind of turning my own pod into a, a smaller version of the super dope Dragon Ball Super Dope. So I want to 
start exploring more anime. Oh, got it. You were talking about Dragon Ball a little bit more there on your show. See, oh, man, am I hogging up all the Dragon Ball air? Is that what I've been doing for the last fucking five years? Go mm-hmm. take a dive. Go take a dive through uh, Apple Podcasts and check out Dragon Ball Podcasts and how many have launched and this one launched. It's, uh, <laughs> it's harrowing. Uh, I'm not obviously saying they're ripping me off. Like, this isn't a super original idea what I do, but uh, God damn, dude. It's like those guys are like, uh, they just don't care. Like, it's a repeat me type of it's like, profession. I don't know, man. So many of them are like, we're doing every episode of Dragon Ball Z. And it's like, why? That doesn't like a bunch of podcasts already do that. What are you going to do to make that? I don't know. I guess for like Dragon Ball Super, what we started off as it was different because it was new week to week. Nobody knew what was going to happen. No pre-existing manga. Wasn't a 30-year-old cartoon. I don't know. I'm going down an alleyway or a, a rabbit hole that I should not go down at the moment. Uh, GB, it's up in your podcasting community. Well, what can I say? In PC, we're uh, still doing our D&D adventures. Uh, still going strong. When are you bringing me and Rayshawn on, dude? Uh, I've actually been talking to Paul about that. So we are trying to get in the midst of that. I know we're trying to do one episode before and then we're going to do that possibly, at least from what Paul makes it sound like. Let us know. Then me and Rayshawn can go fight on your show. It'll be great. Yeah. And then uh, besides that, uh, actually, our our, uh, Dokkan Wen friends are uh, inviting me back on for a certain topic. So make sure to check them out as well. Sick dog, Dokkan Wen, Hayden, and uh, Hayden and Gang. Gang, that's it. I was trying to think of their their actual first names. I think one of them might be named Dale. I think so. I I think they have a third guy that I'm forget. I don't know. They're nice guys. Go go listen to their show if you play Dokkan. Cool, man. And uh, next week, I believe the Super Dope feed will have uh, part one of another advice podcast that me, Ray, Sean, and Kelly did a few weeks back now. I'm like, I personally am not looking forward to editing it because Ray, Sean goes on a whole thing about dogs that gets pretty gnarly. And I go on a whole thing about uh, non-monogamous relationships or ethically non-monogamous relationships and how it's basically like an excuse for people who are too lazy to break up or like don't know how to break up and they're bullshit, you know? Going to be some pretty embarrassing cuts I'm going to have to make in that one. Can't wait. Be on the lookout for part one next week. Uh, Maybe maybe the full thing will be up on Patreon. I don't fucking know, man. Patreon people work with me here. There's only a handful of you. If you're one of those handfuls, I appreciate you. Thank you for continuing to support the show. If you want to support the show and be cool like those fucking dudes. And of course, by those dudes, you know which dudes I mean. Dallas Holkovich, Victor O. Roman, Marcus Maris Woods, David Cheers, Jean-Claude Mitty Van Dan. Shit, you back on the Patreon? Good for you, man. Welcome. Let's hang out sometime. You live like 20 minutes away from me, you butthole. Reese Andriotis from Down Under. Mate. Hey, Reese. Brian Meltiori fucking best last name and of course Lil Baby Jiren Dan the OG patron for the show uh, you want to be a Patreon member help us out support the show you get you would have gotten this episode three days ago right you've been waiting you're like what's up Kyle's not publishing shit well the patrons know that I already made it that's been busy and haven't had the chance to edit so 
Well, join patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Superdope, and I'll say your name over this cool-ass island tune. I think that means it's time to wrap the show. <sighs> this, is a, this is a long night, fellas. We, we talked about a lot. We did a long, nice pre-show. GB left and then rejoined us. Me and Rayshon got into a thing where we were basically saying the same thing to each other, except I still don't believe that we were. And then, uh, yeah, we reached the conclusion. I can't wait to re-listen to this episode. Yeah, you can fucking go back and take some notes on how to make your arguments sound uh, <laughs> sound better. I uh, All right, anything else? We good? We good? We did it? We did it? We did it? We did it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm good, Slave Master. Oh my fucking God, Rayshon. <laughs> this is the kind of shit that literally makes you want to reach through the goddamn zoom and smack you in the fucking head. I almost said crack you in the head, but then you would have called me a cracker. Sure the fuck enough. Um, you know the cracking sound. Get that whip ready. <laughs> at least at least we can agree on the same racism. Yeah. That's, that's good. At least we've got that common ground always. Ah. All right. Uh, now that we got that one out, uh, are we good? Are we done? Uh, anything else we got to run up the show? Perfect. Goku and Freeze are definitely not the same. Because that's what Rayshon was saying. Today, the similar goal. I know swear. Know what I, I'm saying. I can't wait to get this audio back. <laughs> You're going to feel real foolish, dude. All right. We're going to see. Didn't this feel like an unedited episode? I swear to God, it was edited. You want a big, long, uncut version of this? That sounded terrible. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. And it's like, I don't know, like an hour and a half long. They make fun of me for being a white guy way more than what you heard in this episode. It's, uh, it's remarkable. Super Dope.